You're listening to The Magnet Podcast. Hi, Armando. Hello. Are you excited to be here? It's too exciting for me to say. <laughs> I, this is really cool because I, uh, yeah, like I, I didn't know you, but there's a couple people in my life today, you're one of them, um, where like when I met them or read their name or heard about them, something happened in my head and I was like, I'm gonna like meet that person. In Stockholm. <laughs> No, yeah. but it was like a feeling of like, ugh, whether I want to or not, this is, this person's going to be in my life. Oh, okay. And you were one of those people. Yeah. No, you really were. I Googled you like four years ago and then, uh, and then I found an interview that you said, and you said something. Oh. Uh, I was just going to say, Evan, if you want to listen, you can put, you can grab cans. I would if I don't want to. I'm um, <laughs> hey. okay. no, no, it's all right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I Googled you several years ago while babysitting. Oh, okay. And, uh, I came across an interview where, and I just liked, there was some, it was a very short interview. It was like on a blog or something. Uh-huh. And it was just such a, there was something very just honest and kind about it that I liked. And I and that's why I signed up for classes at the Magnet. Oh, okay. You just you said something like, uh, um, you're like, well, I think it's your job to be as a I think as a performer and as an improviser, it's your job to be an interesting person, and to not just be like, Mr. Corporate. Oh, so that's what I believed back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I could see why I would think that. Anyway, that's why I signed up for classes, and I didn't well. know you. Yeah, I was going through a weird time back then, so I don't do that bullshit anymore. <laughs> That's cool. Hey. Yeah. Oh shoot, Evan, can you grab my purse for me? There's something I found on the. T- They're on not this. your servants. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Armando, I was on. I was getting on the train, and I was like, I'm just gonna be open to whatever, whatever. You found a metro card. <laughs> I'm going to be open to whatever, um, the, like whatever in the wind comes to me to like when speaking with you and look what I found on the ground. Oh, Jack chick track. <laughs> it's ca- yeah. The empty tomb. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, I've read that one. You have? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's called the empty tomb for our listeners out there. It's a pamphlet about the Easter story. Starring Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. He, uh... um, and God. And uh, anyway, fast forward to my, the, the end is really cool. It says, um, but again, I found this on the F platform at Bergen Street, um, in case anyone's out looking for. <laughs> and it says, um, oh, all who accept Christ will live with God forever in heaven. And then there's, or those who reject Jesus will burn in the forever in a lake of fire. There's a picture. There's a picture of a, a guy being thrown in a fire lake. There's an angel throwing a guy <laughs> in a fire. There's an angel. And he's like throwing out 
recycling or something. <laughs> it's really <laughs> recycling. Yeah. <laughs> it's really confusing for me because I think. Uh, do you think an angel would do that? I'm not going to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a podcast. I'm not. Are you trying to get me to join your church? <laughs> no, but the, next, to trick me into the question like, on the next page is, who will you serve? You don't have to answer me, but it gives you two choices, Jesus or Satan. Oh, okay. So, and then that's it. That's the end of the, of the brochure. Do they tell you what the answer is? <laughs> no. I, no, like if you flip it upside down. <laughs> it's the answer, you? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oops. I got a text. Are you supposed to be part of the equipment? Uh, I don't understand why you're plugged in. This is a great time to say, this is the Magnet Theater Podcast. And um, my name is Rebecca Robles, and by some great mystery, um, I am here today, and I get to interview Armando Diaz, uh, owner of the Magnet Theater, improviser galore, and really nice guy, and funny guy. So Lewis isn't coming? No, I'm sorry. Lewis is okay? He's okay. So that's something else that's important. Lewis Kornfeld is the beautiful, talented host of this podcast. And again... But I, he's sick. But he's, he's not here today. For some reason, I get to be the Tom Green to the David Letterman today. Whatever I did, Lewis, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, come back. If anyone was offended by um, the empty tomb story... Uh, I can't apologize, but I'll just say, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to put it away. Okay. Um, what's going on? I'm being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> Armando, I want to know your birth story. Oh. Yeah. I don't know it myself. I was too young to remember it. <laughs> well, like, do you know, first of all, when is your birthday? It's October 31st, 1966. That's beautiful. Yeah. And what, as a kid, was it like, uh, did you ever get mad because Halloween parties took some of the jazz out of your birthday? No, no, it was the opposite. You were into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Halloween, and uh, it usually meant people remembered my birthday. So yeah. I always had something to do on my birthday, so. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so, but I think... <clears throat> It's kind of holiday that fit my personality. Do you know what, um, well, wait, what, what, in what way do you think it fits your personality? I don't know. I liked weird stuff. I liked yeah. pretending, you know. Yeah. Uh, like spooky stuff. Bats? No, no bats. <laughs> you know nothing about me. <laughs> no, I do have a list in my notebook. I have a little notebook called Armando Live, and I wrote... What I know, and I wrote, you grew up in Chicago, is that right? Area. Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs. I wrote, has tried yoga? Nope. That's not true. You told me you did a few years ago. Did I? In the magnet lobby, I said. I think that was a bit. Oh, God. All right. That notebook's mostly bits. (laughs) Cross that out. Um, That's all. There's two other things, but. Read No. (laughs) Come on, you've. Walk this far down the road. <laughs> well, I do. I did want to know though more about uh, the night you were born. Do you have you heard any stories? No. No. Do you know the hospital? 
Or was it at home? Uh, I think it was Ingalls Hospital in Harvey, Illinois. And how, um, how, did you, how did your name come to be? My parents thought of it. I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> were, there other, were there other options? My parents were not very, uh, there wasn't like a lot of lore or tradition or, yeah. uh, you know, there weren't like a lot of stories about stuff. Right. They just both worked. When I saw them, I saw them. Did you, did you, have, do you know what your name means? I looked it up. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it comes out of the name, the French name Herman. Yes. I, I think which, we Googled the same page. Yeah. Which, uh, is like for soldier or mercenary. Yeah. Or army man. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Halloween? Do you feel like that connects to you at all to your personality? No, I've never been in the army. <laughs> do you, um, you know who else has your name who? in showbiz? Pitbull. The rapper. Oh, is that his name? Armando. Oh, okay. But it's not Armando Diaz. No, 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 no. It's just Armando. Yeah. Well, I saw some guy trying to sell his program for flipping houses, and his name's Armando. (laughs) Wait, sell his... Like, you know, he's got a program where it's just like, how to make money flipping houses. My name's Armando. I don't remember the last name, but it's like on late night TV. I saw... Well, when when I Googled Armando Diaz, have you done that, by the way, recently? No. No? Um, Well, I did. And what comes up is Armando Diaz, realtor, Armando Diaz, improv, and Armando Diaz, Goldman Sachs. Okay. (laughs) Was that worth the search? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you making waves at Goldman Sachs? Is that you? No. No? (laughs) They won't even let me in the front door of that place. Um. Yeah, I, I just. What does it feel like though to know that you are Googleable in that way? Like everybody's Googleable. Well, everybody's Googleable, but that like. But none of those things had anything to do with me. No, Armando Diaz improv. <laughs> oh. Armando Diaz improv was you. Okay. Um, do you? What does that feel like? Does that feel weird that like there's a lot of there's people writing about your ideology on like blogs? I haven't or, read it. I really don't go on the web web. if I don't have to. So you're okay with like, I don't know, there's just, there's a lot out there about you. Is there? Well, a lot as far as like people just talking, talking about you. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of people in improv and a lot of people blogging and a lot of people talking about a lot of other improvisers and teachers and things like that. So I don't really think there's anything special going on there, so... But also just like, ah, I hate the internet. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's like everybody's random thoughts. Like, I hate it too. I wouldn't want to be a psychic and <laughs> read people's minds because it'd just be like all noise. Yeah. So it's not to say there's not good stuff, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I poked around and, yeah, not interested. Yeah. Do you feel that way about social media? Or oh, how? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great way to waste time for me. Yeah, it's really gross. It's all really, really gross to me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's not a good thing. It's. I feel like it's all people's half-attempted uh, journal entries just all over the place. I feel like that's what the Internet is to me. 
Well, I mean, there's been people who've bitched about all this stuff, so I don't have any original thoughts about it. But, you know, it's just kind of a false intimacy, you know. And it's like, I think what people are craving these days more than anything is like community and, um, and uh, you know, connections with people. And I don't think being online actually fulfills that. You know, it's kind of like, well, what I want is a good meal. Instead, I'm like eating a bunch of candy yeah you know and also i think it just it's like a bullhorn for like nastiness it is you know and so it's sort of like well um one time one time i wrote uh well i used to think yelp was like gonna be my thing oh yeah (laughs) like like six years ago i thought oh I'm going to write reviews on Yelp and get discovered. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was having fun. I was like getting really into We want it. to put you in our movie <laughs> yeah, based yeah. on your Yelp reviews. And so I was writing some really um, like vivid. Our country needs a new president. <laughs> Who will it be? Me. No. But yeah, I thought. Uh, so anyway, I wrote some really um, intense Yelp reviews that mm-hmm. I thought were really colorful and exciting. And I got. Um, an email that I'm sure a lot of people got from like some admin person at Yelp that was like oh man your reviews your reviews are really amazing and I think people would really respond we want you to write more how do you and I I like got freaked out by that I think the actual idea of like hey what you're putting out there was being seen it was a weird feeling I didn't like it I was like oh that's kind of weird that a Yelp review. I don't know. I just, I think the idea of... Uh, so what you were hoping for happened? <laughs> yeah. And it scared you? It just kind of freaked me out a little bit. I guess maybe... Could, I know there's like a lot of pressure once you're famous in Yelp <laughs> realm. You just like can't walk down the street with like wondering whether people are like, is that the Yelp girl? Is that Yelp? Well, I was writing about, I'll just say it. I wrote I didn't like Harry's burritos very much. That's what I said. Uh, we are a sponsor of Harry's Burritos, uh, so it does not reflect our views at the theater. No. Harry's Burritos. <laughs> the burrito you want to eat oh. Whoa. They're going to call you, Armando. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, I don't know, maybe it kind of goes into, I didn't realize, yeah, I saw that flash too. For everyone listening, there was just a flash, a couple of flashes in the studio, we don't know where it came from. Well, it from. came from the outside, like uh, one of the skyscrapers. Oh. Well, we have no oh, answer. It again. Oh, oh, it's happening again. It's a again. door that's opening on that uh, balcony. Oh, maybe it's a when fire op- alarm. No, no, it's a door. I saw it. Oh. The door opened. It <laughs> reflected back through the sun. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I can tell you what floor. Well, we'll report back as the story develops. Now, let's, uh, we have to stay on this. <laughs> it's still flashing and it's still distracting. Do you um, think the door will open again? We're going to wait. Everyone, just be patient. This is a podcast. We are really grasping <laughs> at straws for ideas here. No. But, I, okay, going back, I think, though, for me, something I didn't know is that uh, the Internet and social media make me feel like suddenly privacy really matters mm-hmm. to me. That's just, I didn't know that about myself because, like, I'm a chatty person. And you do, you're a performer, you're, and you're are well-known, do you feel like as you've been, as, you know, time has gone by, you've gotten more private as a result, or? Well, I mean, it's probably laziness, um, 
But also, I don't know, like I throw up my hands, like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. They just know what they know. Like uh, I did one search a while ago and uh, it had like all the different apartments I lived in and the names of all my roommates. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was just crazy. It was just like, okay, Ugh. like how did it know who right. my roommates were, yeah. especially in one of the places where we didn't have a lease you know, but it knew you were there. Yeah. So they probably just use big data somehow, but whatever. Like I'm kind of more of the mind of like, well, I don't really have any secrets. I just have embarrassing stuff. Same. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just like, oh, okay, well I'll be embarrassed for a while, but like it's not, not some kind thing. of state secret. <laughs> no state secrets. Yeah. So yeah, it's just better to like just give up. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I feel that. Um, I, I think too, like, um, people, well, I definitely like look to you in that way where I'm like, that's, if Armando can handle it, if Armando uh, can don't make me your example, <laughs> then it's all good. Um, but yeah, well, there has, there was some big news today. Oh yeah. Merle Haggard passed away. Oh, okay. Country star. Uh, what were some of his songs? Merle. Oh shoot. Evan, can you get on that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> What kind of journalist are you? I'm, I wrote here, Merle died today. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Well, so did Chief Medicine grow. Oh, I didn't know that. I think maybe it was yesterday. Well, my best friend's birthday is today, Maureen. I know that. Oh, no. And Rob Kardashian got engaged. To who? Um, Black China. Okay. So. I don't follow the No, that's okay. Um, are you happy about it? I don't know. I'm not unhappy. I think everyone deserves to find love, happiness, whatever that is. Why? No, because it's, lo- I don't know, because being lonely is is tough. And if you like being next to someone a lot, that's great. Well, if everyone's happy, then you wouldn't appreciate it. That's true. Well, what do you believe in? Like, do you believe in finding a partner, like love and? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Sure. It's really great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when was your first kiss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't remember the year. Well, that's okay. Where, um, where was it? Uh, I think I was in, uh, I want to say first grade. Uh Cool. Yeah, for some reason, uh, I was in first grade. The girls liked me, so I got kissed a lot. Oh, a lot. Yeah, I was. I looked much better back then. <laughs> no, no, but that's that's really cool. Was it like chasing? Was it one of those games where like girls chase you? Oh, I had that for a while. Like, yeah. um, uh, on lunch, some girl from some class just started chasing after me, and. I just ran and ran and ran. And then finally, you know, recess would be over. Yeah. And then the next day she started chasing me. And I was like, what is going on? I'm like, it was like really perplexing. It just happened for like, I don't know, for a few weeks. And uh, and then finally, like she started chasing me. And then in the middle of it, like I gave up. And then she's just like, okay, now you chase me. And I was like, no. <laughs> no? I was like, no. Like, Did that end everything? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Well, But it was like really intriguing up until that point because I was like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know. You know, am I in danger? Is this... What was her first name? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. Do you think, like I've been reading recently, uh, uh, there was this uh, th- the idea about the hunt, that like that's, it goes back to like wh- why two people are drawn together mm-hmm. um, and why, kind of specifically reading about when relationships start to kind of fade or the excitement fades. Uh, and it's because the idea of the hunt is over. Because it goes back to, I guess, when we were running around hunting and that when it's done, it's done, you go to bed. So I guess in relationships, that idea of like you chasing after someone you want. And mm-hmm. then when it's done, it's kind of like, then what? Do you think... Do you raise a family? <laughs> Well, see, that's what I no. Like I, I obviously I, I don't want my kids anymore. I'm not hunting after them. <laughs> this no, is but over. I, I mean, I firmly I believe that what's cool about being a human is that you can get you go beyond just like the hunt that you cultivate like a real relationship and a oh, friendship. Yeah. And but uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about you chasing girls and girls chasing you in first grade. And like if that was actually a manifestation of that playing with the hunt. Oh yeah. I guess I didn't understand that back then. <laughs> That's cool. Did you, who was, do you remember dancing with a girl for the first time? Yeah, yeah. I think I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Like that was uh, one of those was just like, oh my goodness, this is, wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like at a school dance. Uh, what was the song? Um, <laughs> 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 oh, I remember it too. It's crazy. Uh <laughs> It was Peaches and Herbs Reunited. <laughs> That's a really good song. I love that song. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, do you... That was definitely a marker in puberty. I was like, Whoa. oh, things are going on. <laughs> uh, did you, how did you hold her? Like, was it like an arm around the waist, arm in one hand? Or was it arms around, both arms at the waist? Uh, I think it was my arms around the waist and her arms over my shoulder. Yeah. Do you just, what was going through your mind? Like, what were you? It just felt like it lasted for hours. Yeah. That's really cool. Did you spin her? Um, no, it was a slow dance. Yeah. Uh, I did like, uh, I did know a couple of dance moves cause like my older sister would make me dance with her. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like. Yeah, her chance. You know, this was in the time where like disco was happening. So yeah, you know, like Saturday Night Fever. So, uh, so yeah, I could, I could do a few moves. That's really cool. Yeah. Did you like dipping was like a big deal. Did you dip her? Uh huh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just paused to picture it. Were you nervous about oh, dipping yeah. her? Oh no, I was just nervous in general. Yeah. Whatever happened with her? Nothing. It was just a dance. Yeah, that was it. My first dance with a with a guy, like I later found out, was like set up. Like, they, oh, okay. like somebody had been like, "Oh no, no one's gonna, you know, she's not gonna dance at all tonight." And so this, they asked their friend, like, "Can you do this for her?" Oh no, no, it was it That's was nice. It's really nice, and act and yeah, and he's he's not alive anymore. Oh, no. Which is like, no, but it's... Don't dance with Matt. <laughs> I like Matt. Don't I, dance with I him. I really like Matt. Yeah. No, I won't. I promise. Okay. But, no, but I do think uh, it is a marker point because it's like 
It's the first time you're really close. Yeah, yeah you're just going to have to enjoy dancing by watching it. <laughs> it's too deadly for you to do it. Well, one time at a wedding, uh, the it was like my teacher's wedding, and I had to sing at it. Uh-huh. And... Did you have to go to your teacher's wedding? It like was whenever awful. they got married? It was awful. No, it really was awful. That I did not like. And I know I remember seeing your How did that happen? They knew I sang. Oh, okay. So they were hiring me to sing Ave Maria. Did they pay you? Mm, they not always. You. They'd book me and I didn't know then okay. you had to like charge. Okay. And so sometimes I'd get money and sometimes I just wouldn't because I thought it was just nice to be asked. It was like exciting. How old were you? 15, 14. Oh, okay. But to see, like, your teachers drunk or to get asked oh, to yeah. dance by, like, your drunk teachers mm. was, like... That's weird. That's way weird. Did you ever go to any, like, weird functions? Like, weird? did you get invited by teachers? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I didn't really... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get pulled into anything like that. I thought, though... I thought that was cool. That kind of like kept me in it. Mm-hmm. I thought, it, I but in general, like I think it's pretty cool. Like when I hear your story, like it's cool to be in something dorky and frowned upon. I think that rocks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I realized like did it for many years. Uh, yeah, you know? and it was a fun part of the day because it was like, all right, stay going to study hall, go to band practice. Did people give you any um, when they found out you played the cornet? Did they give you, like, cornet stuff? Like a cornet ornament? Like a Christmas ornament? No. No. No? There was very... There were no special well, moments about this. Well, like, for, what's your favorite animal, for example? Don't have one. If you had to choose one that, that you found to be just fascinating... They're all kind of fascinating. Oh, my God. Just one... Okay. Uh... Sea creature or land? Or I think birds of prey are pretty okay. fascinating. All right. So bird of prey. So imagine you tell someone like, hey, this is my favorite animal. And then suddenly people start buying you like, oh, I saw this hat with nah, a... No one ever did that. No? Nope. <laughs> well, what about with your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Do you have brothers or sisters? No. Okay. See, that's why. What do you mean? Um, that when you've got other siblings... Oh. The chances are, you know, that you're going to get special treatment is really low. What, where do you fall in the lineup? I'm number three out of four. Um, who's the oldest? My oldest sister. What is her, like, what's her name? I don't want to talk about her. Okay, no. But you have, so you have an older sister. I've got two older sisters and one younger sister. sister. Oh, that's cool. So then do you feel... Your lineup, some people say, like, where you fall in the line, like, kind of makes, makes, or yeah, contributes to your middle children, you know, being a middle child, you get used to not getting paid attention to. Do you think that's at all, that's interesting to me, because, like, I, a lot of performers say, like, oh, if I, I do, I perform, it drew me in because I liked the attention, or I liked escaping uh, yeah, feeling like I couldn't express. Yeah. Do you think that? I think the times where I got attention, it was usually negative, so. Yeah. Yeah. Did Just because of like, or why do you think that was? Oh, well, um, because I was getting in trouble for something. Yeah? How, what would you have to do to get in trouble? It, 
I'm not going to deconstruct my family, yeah. but I don't know. Like, it's a little personal, but yeah, no, no, yeah. But I think thing is, is like it wouldn't have to necessarily be anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Well, I kind of feel like that's interesting, and in, to me, because I, I, I don't always agree that. That performers are drawn in just because, like, oh, no one, no one paid attention to me at home, and I'm upset, and I need to work it out. I, I kind of feel like that's probably a, sure a part of it, but I, I like I, I feel that way. But then I also feel like I'm just in general attracted to that. Being a performer means it's ever changing, and you're not going to be bored. Yeah, you're not going to be but static. I'm, I don't think I was ever really attracted to be a performer. Like, I was interested in comedy because comedy was an escape. In what way? Well, it was an escape from my family, you know. Or, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, you'd watch sitcoms on TV. And so that was just a little period of time where it's like you didn't have to, like, you know, worry about what was going on. Yeah. Did you, do you feel that way about, about writing? Do you feel like it's a similar sense of escape that's different than... Um, no, I mean, I think writing is sort of a chance to just kind of like sort it out, you know, that, that, uh, you kind of process what's going on in your head and your emotions. And so, um, when you really, when it's going well, it feels like, I don't know, I feel like there's more of a sense of well being of like, okay, you know, I've tapped into some things and. I've yeah. got perspective on it, and uh, hopefully it's something good. Um, but it is kind of a selfish thing, I think, for me. Writing. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of feel, too, like in general, being at all in entertainment ends up... It ends up feeling like I like it being more private than I thought it would. Like, I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be something that if I got into it would, like... Uh, maybe help me relate or open up more to oh. family and stuff, or or to like. Uh, mm-hmm. But I actually find that it uh, it's kind of a part of me that I like to keep almost separate. Yeah, I mean, it's just not anything I do in that area doesn't make me closer to my family. Yeah, I mean, I think like there's times where it's just like they show me a little bit more respect or attention yeah. in a way, but it kind of feels distancing, you know, it's kind of like, same, yeah. Yeah. Cause the only way to be close and connect is to be close and connect. Yeah. Just have a yeah. open conversation and spend time, but no, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, I don't know, somebody walking in on you and you got some strange costume on <laughs> and they're like, what? No, totally. <laughs> this is, Oh, I'm sorry. You're supposed to see that. Like, <laughs> this is who I am, kind yeah. of. But I don't want you guys to know about it. Yeah, it's that's what sur- most surprised me. And as I grow up, is like I I really thought it was going to be something where they're totally going to get me now, nope. and I'm totally going to get them. Nope. And if anything, <laughs> it's created I a much like loved and welcome divide for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of made more of like. Cool. I don't know. A greater. It's nice to have my own sense of self, uh, my own idea of who I am, as, apart from yeah, my family. Um, yeah. I mean, you just have to figure out yourself, 
and whatever happens, like performing or if you become famous or something like that, like that is what it is, but it's not going to make you happy. For, no, completely. You know, um, you got to be happy first and then uh, hopefully you're happy about what you're doing. Yeah. Did, um, did you ever, did anybody ever actually walk in on you in a costume or, no. or see a show where they're like, oh, that's interesting. Like fam or have interesting reactions. No, I mean, um, yeah, there's no connection. Like the few times family has seen me perform, it always just kind of feels like, oh, okay, well that was nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go home now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my dad always has comments about the back of my hair. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, it was pretty good, but you didn't fix your ha- the back of your hair. People don't think about the back. <laughs> and you didn't, and it showed. And I was like, ugh. He's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I know it's all out of love, but it's a little like, okay, good night. Um, or, well, because your birthday was on Halloween, did you ever, did you dress up every year? Uh, I tried to. I mean, it was mostly like, store-bought costumes you so know. did you go to school in costume yeah if it um in high school though no 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 you wouldn't do that yes you i did oh boy <laughs> my well my dad was always really nervous for me he'd he'd like put his face in his hands and be like Ugh, no one's dressed up yeah he's right you should listen <laughs> to him back of the head don't dress up why didn't you wear a costume in high school Nobody did. Like, after middle school, nobody dressed up in a costume. Did you dress up since? Have you dressed up since? Yeah, I mean, we have parties, you know, at the theater. So, you know, once in a while I'll throw something on. But I don't know. Like, it's not exciting anymore. Like, Halloween sucks now. Like, if I had kids, (laughs) that would be a different thing because they can enjoy it. But, like, now, you know... um, Halloween's just like St. Patrick's Day or, yeah. you know, we're just like, oh, it's an excuse to get drunk. I don't you know, like, like it. That might be my new least wear favorite day. Like <laughs> obnoxious, you know, or I'm going to show off my body. And Ew. Who's doing that on St. Patrick's like, Day? No. Oh, they do do that on St. Patrick's Day, too. But like yeah. Halloween, you know, the sexy costume thing. Oh, or, sexy costumes. Actually, I just Googled just two nights ago, Armando. Yeah. I Googled a goldfish dress. I was just looking for like a dress with goldfish on it. Uh-huh. And all that came up were many, many results for like sexy goldfish outfit. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, it was all like a woman, a really like hot, tall, like ex rockette or like a girl who didn't make the rockettes, like wearing a slinky little gold outfit with like a, her head was inside the fish's mouth. Yeah. And it had two big fish eyes on the side. Yeah, I think just because, um, you know, sexiness is just a way to hide your real interest in being a goldfish and, you know, and and the goldfish culture. So it's just sort of like this placebo to give us, you know, like. If you're out there and exploring goldfish culture, don't be afraid to be a non-sexy goldfish. That's what Armando's trying to say. I think so. (laughs) Um, Well... All this perfectly points to something that has to happen. What's that? Um, I really want to call a special someone. Okay. And have have them talk to you. Oh, I thought you were just going to take a break. (laughs) That'd be cool if I took a break. But no, I'm not going to do that. Grant, is it ready? Okay. Um, All right. 
So we're going to call call someone. Okay. And I don't know what's going to happen. Is it Alex Marino? <laughs> no. That'd be cool. You guys are finally going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this person answers. Oh, no. Is this person dead now? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's, I worry about it. Sometimes this person can't find the phone. Oh, boy. Are you calling my mom? No. Hello, this guy's at Oaxaca. Uh, Relocated at uh, My dad. Your father. Well, he's going to... Hola. We're going to try again. He's going to answer. Sometimes what happens... He walks a little slow, mm-hmm. and sometimes he can't get to the phone in time. Mm-hmm. So right now, he's probably, like, yelling because okay. he can't find it. So we got to help him. Guys at Oaxaca? Dad! And yes, sweetheart, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You're on. You're you're on the phone with me and Armando Diaz. Oh, Hello. this is great. <laughs> what can I do for you? Need ideas? <laughs> I no. did, yeah, we do. We do, we Dad. We did this call earlier. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What are some of your ideas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anything, Dad. For life. What's that? Well, how do you? Okay, so you got any ideas for like? A show? <laughs> oh, I had plenty of them, I'm telling you. I'm afraid to be discovered, so. Oh, God. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good. How oh, are I you, Mr. Robles? you many times, and I haven't never seen you. Oh, okay. What is new? Um, well, I'm doing this interview, um, and uh, we're having an anniversary at the theater, so. Yeah. Around for 11 years. Yeah. The theater that has been the magnet theater has been around for eleven years. So we're having a party next. We're having a party soon. Eleven years. Yeah, yeah. Armando's theater. This is fantastic. My store has been open for twelve years. Oh, you win. <laughs> My dad. Um, you win. Make a lot of people laugh. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> My dad has a store in California. It's called Casa Oaxaca. And what do you sell, Dad? Everything I can get a hold of it. I, I used to go to Mexico and try to buy it, but now I get friends there that help you out. My, d- my dad's Mexican. Please he has Mexican help. friends. Okay. So, yeah. um, do you know Dad Armando? Yeah. Armando's Latino too. No kidding. Just like us, Armando. <laughs> where? Where? What's your heritage? Uh, my family's Cuban. Did you hear that, Dad? Cuban. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that cool? Not really. He's <laughs> cool. He's very cool. He's very cool with Diaz. I thought he was from Where'd Mexico you? or something. Diaz. Oh, Diaz. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's, we're going to learn a lot about Cubans now. And it's great. I have some. Yeah. I'm serious. I got some good friends from there. Yeah. Um, I, we're going to learn a lot. We are. Yes. Dad. Dad. What's that? No, Dad, this is really cool. I've always wanted you guys to meet, so th- I'm really glad. I will, before I am. Um, before I go broke, I will go there. Okay. <laughs> He's never been to NYC. Oh, okay. He's never been here, so hopefully... Uh, I never visit New York. I've been at the airport ready to leave twice, and something happened, I gotta say, and this is like in the past 40 years. And one time I made it... Waldorf Astoria, when they first built it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I the was, hotel? Yeah. 
I had reservations there because I hear that that was the most fantastic hotel, and I never made it. I couldn't get out of here. Well, I th- but I will go. I Arm- will go. Armando, do you have any connections to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel? Uh, I don't know. I could check. Yeah, Dad, we're gonna look into that. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, uh, right. we, we love you very much. Thanks for saying hi to Armando. Oh, congratulations and thank you. And I hope you have a great, great, great um, party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and thank I you. I haven't seen you show, but we, I send a lot of people. One of my <laughs> friends show a show through the hole in the wall or something. Oh, yeah. The door or the window. <laughs> you did. Couldn't you did send it. a neighbor one time. They watch right. through the window. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. All right. See ya. All right. We'll see you later. And do good. Thank you. We will. Bye, Dad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll do good. Oh, man. He, yeah, he thinks New York is like uh, still like Serpico 1970s taxi driver oh, New okay. York. So he doesn't know. Uh, he's very nervous about New York City. I could see that. Yeah. He could, well, what are, um, if you, I know we, we got to get going soon, um, but I do want to know, what are, what relaxes you? Like when you, what kind of, what do you do when you want to just like not think about anything? What kind of music do you listen to? This is something I've actually always wanted to know. What, like what kind of movies do you put on? Like Serpico or Taxi Driver <laughs> to relax. I put on both Serpico and Taxi Driver. <laughs> I have, like have one plane and one earphone and the other. Well, because that's actually yeah. those are like like that's what my dad would put on yeah. as background to relax. Well, I've seen Taxi Driver a few times, and I saw Serpico recently. <laughs> uh, you know, it's. But what would you put on to relax? Like, what would you relax put, to like? What do you like to have on in the background that you've probably seen many, many times? But that's like comforting. What com- what's what comforts you? Um, it kind of varies. I mean, like I like listening to music to relax. You know, like um, what kind of music? All kinds, but you know, um, nothing unusual. You know, like a uh, you know music I grew up with. Um, uh, it could be like alternative bands from like eighties and nineties. You know, or, do you listen to music when you write? Uh, no, usually not because it's distracting. Yeah. Because I end up starting to listen to the lyrics and not write. When you listen to music, are you, do you hear words before you hear the music or do you? It depends if they say the words before. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, like, for example, I, I know people who like, who will, my boyfriend, for example, Matt, he'll say, oh, I never even heard that lyric before. Like, he'll listen to a song Oh, you a mean, lot. do I pay attention to the yeah, lyrics? Yeah, do you pay attention to the lyrics? Oh, it depends. Like, yeah. there's some songs where it's like, I don't really pay attention to lyrics too much, and then I do later, and then other yeah. ones, you know. Um, depends how clearly they enunciate. <laughs> uh, can you have anything on when you're working on something creative? Uh, if it's low, or if it doesn't have, like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if it's not too distracting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't need to have anything on. Okay. Do you, where do you get inspiration from? Um, just happens, you know. Yeah. Do you need to be, like, do you need to be, to be very physical? Like, sometimes, like, for me, I, like, I feel like I get creative when I'm walking around 
and listening to music. Like those two things get mm-hmm. me like going. Do you feel like you can just be sitting? You know, like do it you just have, happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like a, um, I don't know. There's just some ideas that happen when you're not intending to sit down and write. So yeah, I try and like jot it down or put it in my phone, have it for later. Do you like to be by yourself? Or like sometimes like. I'll be in bed and have an idea, which is like a dilemma because then yeah. I could get up and try and write the idea down uh, and then I'll be awake and not be able to fall asleep or I can like hope that I'll remember it in the morning. But you won't like jump up. What, well, so if you're in bed and you get the idea, will you like totally wake up, like lights up, go and... Well, nowadays I won't. I'll try not to. I'll just try and remember it. How do you, what tactics do you use to remember I just hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I make like, uh, what do you call acronyms? Mm-hmm. So if like. Yeah, but that'll wake me up. What do you mean? Like if I spend time trying to process it, now I'm like waking up. Oh, so you can't, you can't even do, you won't do that. Yeah. I mean, sleep has always been rough. I like sleeping, but you know. How many happen. hours a night do you sleep? Five, maybe. Um, Do you feel like that's good? Like Martha Stewart says she only needs three. Yeah. She only needs three hours. Do yeah. you feel like you can, like you feel like your best self I can on five? make it on five. I'd rather have six, but it's just, that's it, five, I'm done. What do you do when you first get up in the morning? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We should extend the interview just to get more into this. No, I like that stuff. But I, well, I can always hear, oh gosh, I don't know if I, it's too late. I can hear my upstairs neighbor pee and it's really distracting. Is there a hole in the roof? (laughs) No, but here's, I can hear, I feel, I don't feel uncomfortable that I can hear him pee, that that's like what he does first thing in the morning and like right before he goes to bed. But I think it more bothers me that, I'm, I can hear his life going on when I'm, like, not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I hear him pee all the time. No, I've got a pretty quiet apartment, so I'm lucky. I've had other apartments that were, like, not so quiet. You could hear whatever's going on. I, I lived above two brothers that fought all the time about who had to pay the rent. <laughs> um, they were, like, adult brothers. And then they, the fights would always end with, be a man. Somebody would just yell, like, be a man. Okay, you win. You said, be a man. <laughs> I'll pay the rent. Good night. Well, we're almost done, but I'm going to just check my notebook, my Armando Live notebook, and see if there was anything else I wanted to ask you. I, oh, well, you oh, um, what are your, what are your pre-show rituals? Or your pre... Um. Like today, if uh, you I like a- to make a sculpture and plaster, oh. and then I climb top of a mountain and I chant, and that no, um, yeah, I mean like uh, usually grab a coffee, <laughs> uh, you know, listen to a little music, yeah, my walk over, uh, and then you know just trying to loosen up a little bit. Do you like performing? No. Has that did it become that, or do you think you always? Um, I think I recognize it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, 
uh, maybe I enjoyed it more in the past, but nowadays I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about, do you feel like, do you ever worry when you're doing improv that something might come out that you don't want to come out? Um, no, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I, you know, like I'm, I know what I should say and not say. Like, I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> no, I don't think you're crazy. But, like, I don't know. I guess, uh, do you think then you're able to, like, I don't know, to say control like, that? I mean, you know, as far as, like, saying something offensive, you know, like. Or, no, I guess more saying something really truthful. Like, maybe something no. that, like, really, that you're like, oh, oops, I didn't really want to say that. Or, I don't know, like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, um, no, I. I'm mentally sound. <laughs> <laughs> or what if, I guess like for me, if I, br- if I bring up a story and then I'm like, oh, I wonder if people thought that was true. Because it was. Or, oh, that wasn't true, so I'm not worried. But if, or if I bring something up, I'm like, oh, that was weird. I didn't mean for that character to become this. Um, yeah, I mean, like an improv, like it can go places where, you know, you can sort of regret like, ah. Oh. I shouldn't have like made that choice and I've done that lots of times. So, but not like kind of a, you know, it's kind of more like a bad choice than it is like something I didn't want to reveal. Sure. You know, I think the most, the coolest thing you ever taught me was that, uh, and I think it's really important, um, for especially like the students getting into at all, anything in in entertainment, but definitely in improv, I feel like is that if, you taught me like the importance of feeling like you can say no to certain opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think like you don't have to be a slave to saying yes to everything. Cause if somebody is doing something super offensive, like you don't have to yes. And it, you know, like if something that's really, really, yeah. you know, harmful, you don't have to do it. You don't have to say it. And we could be smarter. Cause like sometimes like, you know, there's a difference between like sort of like a, you know, just not a great impulse. And you'd be like, yeah, you know, it could hold out for something a little bit stronger. I think that too, and I think it goes right into saying no to being asked to do things, like being asked to be in certain shows or being yeah. asked to do certain videos or projects where you're like, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, if you feel like if if it if you just agonize the whole time when you think about like, oh, today's the day I got to go to this rehearsal, like just be honest and tell everybody, like, listen, you know, thanks yeah. for having me, but. I got to just drop out. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing and something that, uh, like, you meet a lot of really eager and excited young people who are getting into it. And and I think that, and I was there, too, where you, like, think, oh, my God, I have to say yes to every time mm-hmm. someone asks me to do any gig or anything. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's, like, taught enough, is that you can say no. And I thought that was really cool that you to- you told me that one night, like, at a bar, <laughs> that like, you could say no, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's okay, and it doesn't make you a, a crappy person. Like it's great to learn that. Yeah, because otherwise, it's like you'll do a half-ass job, or you'll resent the people you're working with, and it'll come through, and you're just going to damage those relationships, or just kind of you could just you know say no and not do it, and uh, then not go through all that pain. Yeah, it's really pain. A lot of pain <laughs> to be somewhere you don't want to be. Yeah, is like the worst thing. Is it? Uh, well, it's, it's up there. It's up there. Okay. I, 
But you told me no one time, and I thought that was very cool, and I saved the email. Oh, okay. I think I asked you was to... Was it like in a 72-point <laughs> font? No. <laughs> no, but I, I really, I, it really uh, struck me, because I thought... What was it that I said no to? I asked you, I think I, it was the first Rebecca Robles show. Okay. Um, and it was the first, yeah, very first time I was putting the talk show together, and I was like... The question came up, like, what do you want to do on this show more than anything? I was like, oh, duh. I want to hang out with Armando one Saturday and just film the whole thing. And everyone was like, that's a really bad idea. He's not going to say yes. I was like, it's a great idea. And he's going to say yes. I was so confident. And I emailed you. And it was, <laughs> I'm really embarrassed when I reread it. It's so casual. I wrote like, hey, Armando, um, just filming something for my show. It'd be like two or three hours. And we'd just go shopping and have lunch. Uh, let me know <laughs> what, when works for you. And you wrote back like, thank you so much. I'm really flattered you'd ask me, but I'm not available. You know, best of luck. And I, it hit me. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, no is totally an option, and obviously, <laughs> what was I thinking? And I thought it was so cool, but you, you came to the show, and uh, I just thought it was a beautiful example of, like, just because you say no doesn't mean it's all over, you can't be a f- be friends, it, it's not Oh, yeah, personal. it's not that I don't support what you're no, doing, it's just no, it's not like, at all. Uh, you know, uh, I would prefer not to do that, so of, just being yeah. honest. No. I think when you respect people in relationships... You say what's on your mind and, uh, you know, say no or yes. Well, to, all, to any students out there, I really think this is a super important lesson. And it's coming from Army D himself. That <laughs> 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 no, really, though. Um, uh, by the way, in my home, I call you Army. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I will never. Don't uh, call him that. But it is true. It's a really beautiful lesson. You can say no. And no one's going to think you suck or hate you or that you're stupid. You can say no, and like that means you're a true bud. You should be able to say no, thank you. Uh, if you're not going to give your best self, and if you don't want to be there, then that's okay. You can be supportive a million other ways. Um, so thank you, Armando. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank Ar- you. Armando, <laughs> I really, really like you and respect you. What? And I... <laughs> And uh, thanks for talking to my dad. Um, and thanks for... That was not a situation where I could say no. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. Rupp. No, I'm no. not talking to him. Hang up. All right. Um, I think we're out of time here. Yeah, we are out of time. Grant. Thank you, Grant. Michael Goldberg, our engineer. Thank you to our producer, Evan Ford Barden. And to our executive producer, Ed... Herbsman. Um, this has been the Magnet Podcast. Please go to magnettheater.com for more info and to listen to other episodes. Um, you can hear the great Lewis Kornfeld interview all, all the hot, hot, hot celebs out there. Um, Magnet Theater celebrating 11 years. And uh, that's very exciting stuff. We can't, we, I couldn't be happier that I got to do this. Thank you, Armando. Yeah, I'm just so glad you didn't make me play cornet. I would never make you play cornet. Thank you, Harry's Burritos. We love you. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to the Magnet Podcast.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Magnet Training Center, where we teach classes in improvisation, sketch writing, musical improv, storytelling, and more. If you're interested in checking us out, we offer free weekly intro to improv classes. You can find out more about those free intro classes and all other classes we offer at magnettheater.com. Our podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and give us a positive rating. We appreciate the support. Also, be sure to check out the Magnet Theater for top-notch comedy shows seven nights a week. All information regarding classes and shows can be found at magnettheater.com.